0: amen it is good to be in the house of the lord amen i know new year i'm expecting great things in the holy ghost this year amen i'm expecting to see the glory of god in a greater way than i've ever seen before amen and primarily the way that's going to come is when we let god step in and let god be god let him have his own way amen Praise God. Mark chapter number 5, verses 35 through 42. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain, which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid. Only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and he seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. In verse 39, I want to focus on this first first few words here. And when he was come in, he said, why make you this ado?" and weep. The damsel's not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said to her, Talitha Letha Kumai, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say to thee, Arise, and straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. Going back to verse 39, the Bible says, and when he was come in, and when he was come in. I want to talk to us today from this simple subject, when he steps in. When he steps in. Let's ask the Lord to speak to our hearts this morning. Can we do that this morning? Lord, we love you. God, I thank you for your grace and mercy today. God, I thank you for the touch of heaven we've already felt. God, I'm praying that you would give me the ability to deliver the burden that you put on my heart this morning. God, that we would leave this place changed in Jesus' name. I magnify your holy name. I pray your word would find the place that it needs to find. God, that the seed of your word would be planted in each and every one of our hearts. God, that when we leave this place, it could grow and it could become something fruitful in our life. Lord, I'm asking your perfect will be accomplished in this place. Can we give him a hand clap of praise one more time? We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I know I actually have several different places that we could go. Six pages, eight pages, I'm sorry, of different things that we could go through today but I really feel like that if I can get through to one place, that God's going to step in this place and he's going to do what he wants to do if you will allow him to do that. Amen. So what I'm asking this morning is when, when I get to the place where I'm, I'm going to call Reagan back to the piano in a few moments, and I want you to begin to respond to the Holy Ghost this morning and let Jesus step into your life today. Amen. I, I, I maybe you say, well, he's already here. Well, let, why don't you let him step into some situations that, that maybe you haven't let him step into ever before? More, or maybe it's been a long time since he stepped into that situation. I don't know what your case may be, but I wanted to go back to what we read just a few moments ago in Mark chapter number five, the healing of Jairus' daughter. Um, she she was sick. We don't have a lot of detail about this young lady except for the fact that she was 12 years old and she was the daughter of of a well-to-do man, and most likely one of one of the spiritual leaders, a rabbi, likely a man, a man that was uh, a man of great reputation. But when his he, his daughter was on the sick bed, and the doctors had pronounced that she was going to pass away if something else didn't happen. Amen. Jairus said, I don't care what my social standing is. I don't care how many people I make mad back at the synagogue. I know that this man named Jesus has been healing other people's babies. I know that Jesus has been setting captives free and freeing those. In fact, if you go in Mark chapter 5, back to the beginning of that chapter, you'll see where Jesus delivered a man. Of a, a demon, of many demons. And then, in this very instance, after Jairus shows up and says, Jesus, will you come to my house? My daughter's sick. I want you to come and heal her. On their way back to Jairus' house, the, the crowd was pressing him. No doubt there were many needs in that crowd that day. But there was a woman who, who we only know as the woman with the issue of blood on their way to Jairus' home. In the midst of that crowd, that woman was so desirous of a touch from Jesus. You see, Jesus had stepped into her life that day, he meant she had been going through a situation for twelve long years. He meant she had spent every penny that was that she had to her name, trying to find a cure to her problem, and they could not fix the problem until one day she heard that Jesus was coming by, and she said, "I've got to get to him, and I've got to touch just but the hem of his clothing." He meant, and so I don't don't know how she got there. Amen. People have speculated. You know, the crowds were pressing. But she said, I've got to get to Jesus. She was frail. She was losing blood. Amen. But she still had enough wherewithal that she said, I've got to touch him. I've got to get a hold of him today. And when she did, immediately the Bible says the flow was dried up. And she was changed. She had spent everything. She tried everything the world had to offer. She tried the best doctors, no doubt. She had been so many different places, but she could not get the answer to her problem until Jesus stepped in that day. Amen. And she said, I've got to get to him. Amen. I preached about that a few weeks ago, about getting to Jesus. Amen. But she couldn't get to him if he hadn't stepped into her life that day. Amen. Now let me tell you something else. Jairus is there. Jairus just saw this woman healed. Amen. Uh, he and next thing we read in the scripture, somebody from Jairus' home uh, is coming and saying, Master, why are you troubling Jesus anymore? Your daughter is no longer alive. She's dead. I can only imagine what went through the mind of Jairus that day. I couldn't imagine, Brother Tuffy, what it would be like if somebody would have come and said, Pastor didn't you're One of your daughters has passed away. I would be distraught. I don't even want to think about it. But I can tell you this much. Jesus, if you would just shove the crowds away. Jesus, if we could have just moved a little faster, we could have probably made it back home. So you could be with my daughter before she died on her bed. Now, what's the use? But before we read in the scripture, before Jairus can say a word, Jesus, Jairus didn't answer the, ma- the the servant. The Bible said that Jesus answered and he spoke to Jairus and he said, don't be afraid, only believe. Jairus had gone through the... The painstaking uh, search and to find Jesus, and to go out look. Uh, many of you work for somebody. This was so dear to Jairus' heart. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't sending a servant to go get Jesus. Jairus said, "I've got to go get him, and I'm bringing him back because I need Jesus in my house today. I've got a problem in my home today." And I need Jesus there. And I don't, nobody else can do this for me. I've got to do it for myself. I've got to go get him. And I need him to step foot in my house. I need him to take part of my life. And I need him to work something in my life. I need a miracle. My baby's sick. I know he can heal the sick. I know I've heard about it. I've heard him heal blinded eyes. I've heard of him healing those that were lame and they got up and walked. I know God can heal him. I know God can heal her. But I just need him to get to my house so he can do that today. And Jesus said don't worry. Just believe and they went to Jairus home everybody was convinced all hope was gone they're wailing they're crying two things that I I see in this passage of Scripture two things in verse number 39 the Bible says, and when he was come in, the first thing that had to happen was he had to step inside. Yeah. And the second thing, when he walked in, he realized how much disarray was there. And he asked a simple question. Why make you this ado? Why are you fussing like this? This girl is but asleep. Now, they didn't hear Jesus say, don't worry about it. Only Jairus knew what Jesus said. And they're standing there. His daughter's on the bed. A hopeless situation. But can you look? Can you just bear with me just a moment? Use my imagination now for just a moment. He went in. I wonder, could we look at it this way? Now, I'm not saying this is the exact translation, but this is kind of how I see this unfolding. No doubt the people that were in that room that day knew who Jesus was at least they had heard about him at some point in time his fame was going throughout all of judea all of all of uh, all of the all of this area and he's there and my i'm wondering he walks in for the toughie. and maybe somebody recognized who he was and maybe somebody said But they kept on wailing and crying. Hey, oh, Jesus is here. I know she's dead. Oh, guess what? Jesus is here. And they're still fussing and crying, even though they knew Jesus was in their midst. How many times? I could even go back to the storm where Jesus was in the bow of the boat. (laughs) He asked the same question. They finally woke him up. Jesus, don't you even care that we're perishing right now? And when Jesus got up, he said, oh, you have little faith. I was here the whole time. All you got to know is, why are you freaking out? Why don't you come and find me? Are you with me today. These people, Jesus walked in Instead of them all stopping and saying, the hopeless situation has now met its hope. They're still making ado. They're still wailing and crying for the hopelessness that was on the bed. But Jesus was there. And the reason I look at it in this fashion is because the very next scripture says, and they laughed him to scorn. They went from wailing and crying over a hopeless situation to making fun of what Jesus had just said. They didn't believe it. So you say, why am I pointing all this out? Think about this. Verse 39. Verse 39. He, Jesus, was coming. Go to verse number 40. The second sentence says, But when he had put them all out, Jesus came in. Do you know what had to leave? Unbelief. Doubt had to go out the door. That's the only way that Jesus can operate is in a faith-filled environment. Do you know why the woman with the issue of blood received her healing that day? Because she believed, and she acted on that faith. You know why Jairus' daughter raised up off of that bed that day? Because he believed and he acted on that belief but his house had some unbelief in it that they had to run out do you know how the unbelief ran out was when Jesus stepped in that house that day he said look if I'm coming in this midst I'm running out doubt before I start moving in any situation and let me tell you something this morning I, I'm finished here today Reagan if you can come I want you to understand something Jesus wants to step into some of your situations this morning Jesus wants to help you today uh, amen but let me- tell you something. He's going to have to help you remove all the doubt. All of the unbelief has to go. Amen. He's going to step in and he's going to say hey, hey Amen. I know this situation seems hopeless to you maybe, but let me tell you something. I am the creator. I am the I am. I am the one that said let there be and there was. Amen. There wasn't any creation at one moment, but when God said let it happen, It happened. And he's there. It's not that he can't operate where unbelief is. It's that he chooses not to operate where unbelief is. The Bible says that was because they had an evil heart of unbelief. How do I get rid of unbelief, Pastor? How do I build my faith, Pastor? How do I get this situation addressed? How do I how do I how, how do I fix this situation? The first servant that came said, hey, don't bother the master anymore. He he she's dead. There's nothing else we can do. Beyond this life, we don't have control of those things. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Jesus does. He can reach back and he can reach into eternity and he say, "Hey, your time is not done on earth." And he can put him right back. My God. And if he could take somebody's life out of eternity and put it back in time and so that we can have access to that individual or whatever the case may be. Look, I've seen the dead raised. I'm thankful God gave me a few more years to spend with Sister Susie Shaw. I'm so thankful God gave me the ability to draw closer to that woman and her relationship with God. She was an inspiration. Amen. And God pulled her back out of eternity and put her back in time. If not for anybody else, but for this old boy because I can watch somebody who was devoted. Amen. You don't know who I'm talking about but let me tell you something. She had an impact upon this old boy's life. My God. Jesus. If he can step into eternity and he can take their life and he can put them back into this world the blue why can't he step into your situation whether it's past or future, whether it's here or now, why can't he just reach over and grab it and say hey wait a minute let's, let's get these things organized, let's get this back together Sisterini, so when he steps in if we're willing to let unbelief go if we're willing to put all of our faith in the fact that God can and he will then we get their an answer. How? How? How come so many times we as people face the same situation day after day? I've had so many people tell me, Preacher, I, I, I put that on the altar. I, 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 I gave it to God, but I'm still struggling with it. Maybe you left it on the altar. But can I ask you this question? Will you let him step in to that situation? Just like Jairus opened his door and said, come on in, Lord. Man, I feel the tug of the Holy Ghost this morning. Can we stand to our feet right now? I got a question for you. Will you let him come on in? And will you let him do what he needs to do in your life? Will you let him have complete control? Will you let him clean out whatever's there? Will you let him work it up amen sometimes we don't let him answer our questions sometimes we don't let him complete the work because we don't like the change that it's going to bring in our life but my friend if you just let Jesus step in He meant everything can be changed not just for today not just for tomorrow but for eternity hallelujah I'm asking you if you want Jesus to step into your life this morning. If you've got a situation you need Jesus to step into. I'm asking you why don't you come around the front. Why don't you lift your hands and why don't you begin to let him know God I'm inviting you into this this part of my life. God I want you to take control of my life. God I need you to help me right here. God I know you can. Despite what the world tells me. God I give you everything. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's respond to the Holy Ghost that's here right now. He's working in our midst this morning. Why don't you lift your voice today? Hallelujah. Why don't you lift your hands? The reason I lift my hands when I'm talking to the Lord, it just symbolizes that I'm in surrender to him. Whatever he needs in my life is his today. Whatever you want from me this morning, God, it's yours. It's yours. I'm not holding it back. I'm giving you my everything. Will you please step into my life? Woo! Oh, come on, let's in. Let's worship the Lord. Let's seek after Him for a few moments this morning. We magnify you. We magnify you. We magnify you, Jesus. Woo! Oh, that it. Call on the Lord this morning. Let Him know what you need from Him today. In the name of Jesus, oh, open the windows of heaven today. Open your glorious heaven today and rain down on us this morning, Jesus. Woo, we love us Antiah. oh that's it let's love the Lord let's reach out to
1: Jesus it will happen With Jesus it will happen In this place With Jesus it will happen With Jesus it will happen With Jesus it will happen, Jesus, it will happen In this place With Jesus it will happen With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen in this place. Oh, yes, with with Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen in this place. Oh, yes, with Jesus, it will happen. What Jesus, said will happen. With Jesus, it, with will, Jesus, happen.
2: it will happen. In this Do you
1: believe that this morning? Can you sing what Jesus? said will, will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. Oh, with, with Jesus, it, it will happen in this place. place. With Jesus, it will happen. Jesus said it will happen. What Jesus said will happen. Jesus, it, it will happen in Oh yes, with Jesus, it will happen. With oh yes, Jesus, it will happen. Jesus, it will happen. Jesus it, will happen. it will happen. One more time, with Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it. Will This morning, can we thank him for his goodness? Can we thank him for stepping into this place
0: today? God, you're so wonderful in this house this morning.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Lord God, that you still care and that you still visit your people, Jesus. For your goodness, thank you for your mercy, Jesus. Thank you, God.
0: Thank you, God. You're wonderful, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's truly good to us. Hallelujah. I never want to forget to invite him in. Because I know when he is there. Another passage said, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Liberty. We need God in our life to bring liberty. Isn't that what Jesus said at the beginning of his ministry? When he stood, he took the scroll and he read that I am here to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord here to set at liberty those who are captive. That's God. And he he wasn't just talking about that point in time, but from that day forward, he set in motion the ability to set at liberty the captives of this world. He wasn't talking about prison time, he wasn't talking about jail time. He wasn't set, saying I'm going to go set up free every every prisoner. But no, He did, in a way, say, I'm going to set free all those that are in prison to sin. That's what he did. And I'm thankful for it. When Jesus stepped into this world, he opened up a whole new world to each and every one of us. Otherwise, we'd still be going through the motions of the law. Thank God he had mercy. Thank God for his grace this morning. I am indebted to him for extending his grace to me. Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you for being here this morning. Brother Blue, you fill up to helping me this morning. <coughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm gonna receive an offering. Give us unto the Lord today. Thank you, sir. <coughs> Just a quick reminder that this week, um Last week, we did not have the youth service because there was a funeral, that some that had to go back to Colorado. So just FYI, we didn't move the youth service to the last Friday of the month. Blue, back there. <coughs> Anyhow, so the last weekend, do we have those slides? Are your phone on still? You can just put on the end there. We have uh, the youth service coming up the last Friday of the month.